Welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of Triple Babble Podcast. This is the Thursday edition. Um, my name is Trev. I'm joined here by my co-hosts, TP and Hefe. Um, another week, another week of the NFL. TP, how are you doing today? Hey, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably been one of the most hectic weeks that I've experienced in my life. And we're only a Wednesday, but we're here. We're here to we're here to talk football, football, and that's it. Get into it. Yeah, well, that? I hope it's not. I hope it's not too rough. You know, it's only like you said Wednesday. Man, so. I'm gonna put it to you like this, man. It's, <laughs> it's one of the most hectic weeks of my 32 years of existence, but I'm here. I'm alive, and that's what matters. You let you let the age drop on the podcast, okay? I, I mean, hold on. No Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Flag on the plate. How y'all doing? First of all, how's everybody doing? Flag on the play, though. I got to throw it out there. Are you going to lie to the people and say 32? We know, we know you got to reverse those numbers. 52, come on. Come on. Let's be real. 52, if you reverse 32, that's 23. I know, but I added, I added, the, I added the right number in. I added the right, that's what happened. I added the right number in. 52, guys. For everybody, <laughs> right, guys. Home, that's the right number. All right, guys. How, how you how you doing, Hefe? What's what's going on with you? I'm just I'm just trying to live the truth. I, I'm you know I'm doing great. I just wish people would start speaking the truth more. Okay, okay. I'm All right. Well, in silence. But okay. Before before but, we before we before we get into the segment, I just I just want to say this because I want to start doing this a little bit more on this show, Triple Babble. You know, we talk about all things NFL. We talk about fantasy. We talk about matchups. We talk analysis, and we talk sports betting. We do it. We do it all. And then we've got our Dallas Cowboys uh, dedicated content as well. So I just want to get a better, do a better job at stating who we are, what we do every episode. Um, TP enjoys his nice beverages um, that he's currently drinking right now. So I just wanted to repeat that again, and hopefully just kind of consistently do that more often. But Hefe, I'm gonna leave it to you. I'm gonna let you bring us into you know, our first topic yeah, of the evening. And, and you know, speaking of doing better job, Trev, TP man, I'm gonna need you to do a better job at these playmakers because I've, I, you know, I'm trying to put these prop bets in on your playmakers and they not coming through. God damn look, it! Now, anyways, look, so DeAndre, look, so if we're gonna be honest, DeAndre Hopkins scored and it, he, he scored early. And for whatever reason, they slowed down. And I, I mean, I can't speak. I, I can't speak in defense of Aaron Jones. I don't know what happened. I told, but I told you about Mur- I told you about Kyler Murray's when I mean uh, November record. Y'all just didn't want to hear me, but that's okay. That's another topic for another day. How about we talk about these Buffalo Bills, though, man? They just cannot seem to get it done in their division. And if they don't get it done in their division, can they win the division? There's no reason why the Buffalo Bills can't win the division. I mean, yes, they ran into the Jets, and the Jets, they're, they're, they're turning the corner a lot quicker than what we've expected. But the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat in the AFC East. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They argue – I mean, I'm not even going to argue it. I'm still going to say they're the best team in the NFL. They're, they're solid on every, on every facet of football. They just had a bad Sunday, any given Sunday. We, we've seen Willie Beeman do it any given Sunday. The Jets had a good game, had a good day. It is what it is. Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. And, yes, I do believe they're going to win the ASCs 1,000%. We don't need to worry. We don't need to feel flustered. No need to change directions or anything of the sort. Buffalo Bills win that division. 
hands down. Yeah, and however true that might be, but Trev, man, they're 0-2 in their division right now, and they're coming up in December real quick. It's coming up. They got three straight back-to-back division games. How many of those do you think they're going to win? Well, you mentioned a great point, Jefe. You know, a team that is 0-2 in the division and they're, you know, prohibited favorites right now to win the Super Bowl. They are favorites, of course, to win the division. That concerns me to be 0-2. Now, if you examine those two games, they're pretty close. The game against Miami in Miami, that was basically lost by field goal. It kind of came down to one of the last plays of the game. Unfortunately, they couldn't, you know, spike the ball to, you know, get in field goal position. Um, the Bills were really upset about that. I thought that was a winnable game. Then you look at the game against New York, the Jets over the weekend. It's always tough uh, against a divisional foe. And I do think that the Bills were thinking this was a little bit of a cakewalk. Um, Josh Allen played a little bit uncharacteristic, you know, turning the ball over, different things going on. He also got hurt. You know, he didn't get hurt until the second half, but it still just was a little bit of an uncharacteristic game from um, particularly from the quarterback who's really, you know, the best player I would say on this particular team. So it was just a tough matchup. I do think that whenever they play the Patriots, I do think that they probably uh, beat them pretty convincingly, but um, I don't think they're a lot to win the division. Miami is still a really good team. The Bills have a great record, but you don't want to get caught losing to the New York Jets. And I'm not saying anything bad about the New York Jets, but you know, they are not a complete team, um, more of a complete team like Miami is. My, I think Miami's a way better team than New York, but, you know, um, they've got everything. They've got a quarterback. They've got receivers. They've got um, a couple of decent running backs. They've got a good defense when they play at home. But all in all to say, I don't think this division is, is locked up by any means. I definitely think Miami could sneak in there. Josh Allen's a little banged up right now. Who knows what could happen from that? Maybe it's worse than, you know, what we might think it is to say he's day-to-day, but who knows what that means in the NFL nowadays. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's a lock right now. There's a lot of football left to play, a lot of divisional matchups going on. To your point, But to your point, Trev, we got we got to look at what's going on. They, they, they played – the Buffalo Bills played Miami and Miami, right? So it's warm weather. It's going to get cold. It's going to get cold. These A lot of teams – aside from maybe the Jets, they're not built to play cold football. The Buffalo Bills, built to play cold football. That's, that's I agree that. my last I agree. point in that. Miami has to come to Buffalo to play. Not going to be a lot of passing. It's going to be real physical. Guys going to get hit. You know what I mean? Nobody likes to get touched. Nobody. Every, everybody wants to be pretty, right? All the receivers in Miami, they want to be pretty. Tua, he's got to be pretty because if you hit him, I don't know, CT might activate no offense, but, you know, concussions, all that good stuff, you know. Could get physical. That Buffalo team, they're built for this. They're built for this. They're built for the long haul. And that's what's going to make the difference. There's a lot of maturity that the Miami Dolphins do not have, with the exception of Tyreek Hill. That Jets team lack maturity across the board. Who else is in that division? Buffalo, Miami. Oh, New England. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Yeah, we're not worried about that. When it comes to Buffalo, so you know that that I guess that's that's the that's where I'm I'm seeing it. You know, we're we're getting to the grittier section of the season, and this is where the real teams make their bread. You know, what I'm saying this is where they the the real wins come in, and I think Buffalo that's where they're going to shine. The, the games that really matter. I don't think the teams in AFC East are built for that grind with the exception of maybe the Jets. 
Well, you know what? We'll, we'll see what happens in that division. It'll be very interesting and close watch division, I think, amongst all fans in, in the NFL world. Um, but you know what, Trev, you said a word. You said one word that stuck out to me when you were talking about, about this, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and that, that, was, that was uncharacteristic. And, and there's a guy in the league right now, when you said that word, that just, it just popped into my head. You know who that was? Aaron Rodgers. This is such an uncharacteristic year for this man. And it's so uncharacteristic. He decided to not only throw one, not two, but three interceptions this past week against the divisional foes, the Lions, who he completely was dominating every other year. I mean, where was his mind? Where was where, What was he thinking? I mean, I thought Brady was losing his mind over his divorce. I'm curious, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, this is five straight now for him, guys. Trev, man, I mean, how, what's, going on? what's going on here? So I believe part of the problem, well, particularly with this most recent game, is that Aaron Rodgers does not own or have stake in the Detroit Lions, unlike the Chicago Bears. So that's number one. Number two, I think it's a whole team effort. I don't think it's just the receivers being young. I don't think it's just, you know, the running backs not living up to, you know, some of their potential that was touted this year being the guys that would step up, you know, now that the top receiver is gone. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers too. It's, it's a little bit of everything. And there are certain character traits that I think are really, you know, having a lot of friction at this moment in time. I mean, you've got guys that are, you know, young, you know, uh, they might've been first, second round, whatever picks they were, but you know, they're playing with a veteran and this particular veteran, he seems to, and just is based on body language, I don't know, but he seems to not have a lot of patience for, for younger guys. There were certain things that he did last year in Green Bay with Devontae Adams that he just can't seem to replicate with these guys, with this group of receivers just yet. Um, just everything that they didn't have to talk to each other. I mean, Devontae and, and Aaron could have been, you know, the worst of enemies, but when they got on that football field, you know, they were you know, the best of friends. I mean, there were certain things that a quarterback and receiver just don't have to say to each other after a certain amount of time. There's certain throws, certain angles where they, he just knows that, you know, the receiver is going to be there to get it. And I think that given time, he could develop some chemistry with these guys. Absolutely. But he seems like a guy who's in a, you know, we want to win now. We're used to winning. And he seems to be growing impatient. You can kind of see like little steam clouds coming up from his head a little bit. But overall, I just think the team uh, just has not been playing like they need to be. I definitely think they overlooked Detroit. They're thinking they're the same old Detroit. And there were situations in that game where they could have gone for field goals. There were, you know, just different scenarios. And they decided to go for it um, on fourth and goal when the score was still 0-0. You know, just not smart football play. So do I think that the Packers could have won this game? I think there were a lot of opportunities for them to win this game if they just played probably smarter football. But overall, I do think this team is a little bit dysfunctional right now. And it kind of starts at the top. It's not just one person. It's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everybody. It's just not knowing how to handle these, you know, just various personalities. So to lose to Detroit is bad, but, you know, it's – it's just showing how uncharacteristic this season has been for, for Aaron and the rest of this group. So, unfortunately, I can't even pin it to one person. It's, it's just a whole team thing. You can't even pin it on one particular issue as far as I can see. Yeah, 
and and that's and that's the crazy thing. TP man, how how you feel about the Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers losing five straight now? It's a crazy thing, crazy topic. I mean, from 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 what I saw, you know, he he, he threw two interceptions in the red zone. Very uncharacteristic, as we've stated, you know, uncharacteristic. That's the word for this segment. Very uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers. Um, a lot of frustration. You know, you see a lot of top tier quarterbacks expressing their frustration. You know, there's the clip that's floating around now because Jeff Saturday is coming in for the Colts to be the interim head coach. I mean, maybe, you know, long-standing situation, but, you know, there's the clip of Peyton Manning going off on Jeff Saturday. We have Tom Brady going off. For X amount of years, we've seen Troy Aikman go off on head coaches, um, you know, about play calling. So, you know, we see Aaron Rodgers getting frustrated with, with the coaching staff in the Detroit game. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if you look at yourself, right, you have to look at the mistakes that you're making. Um, you know, for most of this season, everyone has tried to scapegoat the entire team. Most More, more times than not, we're going to scapegoat a specific player, you know, Obviously, this is a football podcast, but, you know, we can look at, like, the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. There's always going to be somebody that would scapegoat. So we're going to scapegoat Russell Westbrook here. At some point, Aaron Rodgers, you have to look at yourself, right? Playing against the Detroit Lions, two turnovers in the red zone, three interceptions in total. It was the Detroit Lions. I mean, what? look at yourself here. You know, we, can, we, can't, we can't continue to blame outward. We have to look at ourselves at the end of the day. I'm not here to be your therapist. I'm just saying what needs to be said. We have to figure out what's going on here, what's going on internally. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, dysfunction in Green Bay. They don't have a number one receiver. Aaron Jones, as we said earlier, didn't rush more than his quarterback. Is that what you said, Hefe? He didn't he didn't rush more than his quarterback last week, right? No, he actually didn't rush more than his backup either. AJ Dillon. You know, and we looked at Detroit. They're 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 lack of days school on run defense. And yet Aaron Jones, you couldn't like, you know, we picked you or I picked you for a playmaker of the week. And because I figured that you would be able to eat against this Detroit run defense. And yet you lay an egg. You, you didn't rush more than your quarterback. What's going on? The quarterback's, the quarterback's job is not to run the ball. The quarterback's job is to run the offense and throw the ball. And yet you, you, you lay an egg against Detroit, Detroit Lions. Sure. But Aaron Rodgers, you have to figure out what's going on. Now, the issue here <laughs> that when we're talking about triple triple level podcast, the issue here is that Aaron Rodgers loves, it seems to have some sort of, as you said in the um the pregame on the saw, Trev, uh, he may have a little bit of a fetish against the Dallas Cowboys. Five straight losses, and you play Dallas. I don't know. Looks like things getting a little interesting this week. I don't know. They've been advertising it for the past two weeks, so who knows what will happen. But there is something wrong with Aaron Rodgers. There is definitely something wrong with Aaron Rodgers, and we can no longer blame everyone else. It has to be Aaron Rodgers because top-tier quarterbacks make receivers no matter what's going on. Something is going on with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and I do hope he doesn't fix it this week, but there is something going on with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and it's been, you know, as a as a Cowboys fan, you know, it's great to see. But as a human, you know, I just hope his 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 mental health is okay. I just mentally, I just I just hope he's okay. But I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a mental issue. I think he's just 
Sure. Hey, man, we, we never know. At You know, I just – Maybe he needs if to it is, I hope it's not. Maybe but, yeah, but nonetheless, man, you talked about it. You brought it up. So we got to get into it. We got to talk about it. How are we going to pack, pack, pack them up? You heard me. I said pack, pack, pack them up. Let's get into it, fellas. Cowboys, we are getting ready to go on a crazy wild stretch, man. Coming off this bye, we're going on a three-game stretch in 12 days. We got to play the Pats, the Vikings, and the Giants. Mind you, the Vikings are still undefeated at home, fellas. And the Giants, man, they've been looking real good this year. I know they lost right before their bye week, but right before that, man, they was – they was on a tear, and I think they're getting right back into it. They played the Texans this week. They're getting back on track, back on track, back <laughs> on track. We'll get into that one on Sunday, though. But Dallas, Trev, man, how you feeling? This three-game stretch we're coming up on. Wild ride. Talk to me. Yes. So, yeah, like you said, we have a lot of games coming up, one of those being the Thanksgiving game against uh, our divisional opponent, the New York Giants, playing at home. And prior to that game, we place uh, we play against the Minnesota Vikings, who are shockingly at this point in the season only one loss, uh, and that was to our other divisional rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, what do we think about that? I mean, what do I think about that? I do believe that that will be a very challenging game. They have the best offense out of the next teams that we play, obviously, and. Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. Now, historically, the Dallas Cowboys, when facing Kirk Cousins, have Let's just say they've been uh, they played pretty well. Uh, just in a lot of iterations of this team, they played uh, pretty well, dating back to what like 2016 or so, something like that. So I don't want to say history will just repeat itself, but I do think that we'll stay competitive. Our defense is is just really really sound. The Vikings have kind of kept it close in a few of these matchups. They've won against lowly opponents. Um, I'm just saying the Commanders. I don't think anyone really expected this that team to win, and they kept it pretty close towards the end. So just watching that matchup and how they played, it, it doesn't worry me all too much. And I think uh, Washington could have probably what snuck away with that game if they didn't commit a penalty towards the end that caused uh, you know the the Vikings to pretty much set up and win that one. So I do feel confident. My concern is just the amount of games and how much attention are we going to be able to pay to each one. I know that. We definitely want to win on Thanksgiving in front of America. I know that's a huge one, especially against a divisional opponent. We don't want to drop that game. So do we overlook this particular game against the Vikings? I don't want to say we'll overlook it, but I do think that this Dallas team might have a lot of confidence just because of who the quarterback is. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers playing Green Bay, I think there will be a lot of motivation to beat them just based off of the recent loss record we've had against them. And you have Mike McCarthy, playing uh his, you know his former team I do think that's huge he's returning to Green Bay I'm sure he wants to win I don't know if he can inspire the team to really you know like uh boost them up like how you know he might be boosted up I mean I'm sure he's like you know dreaming about this matchup but I'm sure to a lot of other guys especially the guys that don't have that same history of losing to this team it's just another game to them that they need to win so I do think there will be concerted effort to beat Green Bay to beat New York, and then maybe not as much to beat Minnesota, but somehow we eke out a win some way, somehow. But like I said, I'm always cautiously optimistic, optimistic, I'm sorry, with the Cowboys. So we'll see what happens. That's that's my breakdown. I think our defense will be winning so, these games. 
So let me before uh, TP before we get into your your uh, analysis here, I got a quick trivia question for you guys because you brought up a point. You were asking about Kirk Cousins playing the Cowboys. He's played us ten times. How many times do y'all think he's won? None. Ten. I mean, one. Just one. Just one. Just one. And I don't think well, I don't think Dak Prescott was playing, right? Well, you you both are wrong. He's two and eight. Two and eight. Okay. Two and eight. So you know, I mean, those aren't great numbers, obviously. So you know, but anyways, TP man, how you feel about this this stretch? We got two on the road. The uh, we're going to Green Bay, then we're going to Minnesota, and then we're coming home for Thanksgiving, eat a little turkey. And we got to play the division rivals, Giants. How you feeling? Is he really two and eight? Yes, sir. I I just looked it up. Shout out to statmoose.com. Wow, I really thought. Really, okay, anyway, um, the Giants game Thanksgiving. I'm never I'm never really big on Cowboys Thanksgiving games, especially recently, because for some reason we've laid eggs. And it's it's kind of frustrating. I always end up watching like basketball or something, or whatever else is going on because the Cowboys end up laying an egg um, on Thanksgiving. Um, this year may be different because we have a point to prove, and our defense is here to play. And you know, Thanksgiving, you know, we, we you know, teams like to see, or they the networks want fireworks, right? We have a very gritty team. No matter how you want to spin it, we have a very gritty team, very physical team. We want to smash you in your mouth early and frustrate you and discourage you from running your fancy offensive plays because, you know, the NFL is built on offense. Everybody wants to see the score run up. No, that's not what the Cowboys do. We're, we're, we're punching you in the mouth from the very beginning. You have to deal with it or you're not. Um, if there's a game that we overlook, and Trev, to your point, it would make sense that Mike McCarthy wants to beat his former quarterback, right? But to me, I think that we would, if it does, in my opinion, if it makes sense, if, we, if we're going to drop one out of the two, I think we overlook this Green Bay game because Green Bay is not that important. The Minnesota Vikings have only one loss, and they're playing good football. However, they're not scoring a lot, and they're getting into dogfights. The Cowboys, for what it's worth, we've been pulling out of these dogfights victorious. Minnesota with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, we have a top-tier pass defense, so we want you to throw the football. If we can find a way to shut down Dalvin Cook and we force Kirk Cousins, who is 2-8 against us, thank you, Hefe, for that stat, we force a guy who doesn't really feel comfortable passing against the Cowboys, Two pass against the Cowboys. I think that we get out of here, we get out of that game with a win. And then we go to Thanksgiving. Um, Daniel Jones is not equipped with any of his receivers. Kenny Galladay, uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay, he looks like an old man, old grandma. He wasn't getting out of routes, you know what I'm saying? He was catching the ball, but like he, he, he doesn't look physically equipped to play football. Three weeks, I don't think he's going to get in game shape. And that just leaves Daniel Jones with his feet. And you have Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, who I've talked about for weeks, only had a 42-yard cutback against us. Otherwise, he was pretty much shut down for what it's worth. If we can limit Saquon Barkley to not having an outburst and then we shut down Daniel Jones, who I think will get shut down because the Cowboys have gotten better week over week over week over week. Our defense is seeing these 
you know, we're seeing these these um, formations. We're seeing these plays, these offensive lines, these offensive sets. And we have more film on the Giants. I think that the Cowboys, if they're going to drop a game, they're going to drop one to Green Bay. Green Bay's lost five straight. We already talked about NFL scripts. Um, I believe that, Trev, you said it beforehand. They're not uh, – Trev and Hefe, they're not going to allow Green Bay to lose six straight, especially lining up against the Cowboys. They've made it a big thing on Fox for the past two weeks, which is fun. We'll take that drop to win another two, and we take one of those big wins against the Minnesota Vikings. We need that. The commanders low-key gave us the formula. Play physical football with them. Play physical football. Shut down Justin Jefferson. Put a, put a hand in his face. Trayvon Diggs. Get physical with him. That's what you got to do, right? So I think that if we drop one, I'm okay with dropping the Green Bay. Whatever. Fuck it. Let Aaron Rodgers get his little pacifier win. Let's beat Kirk Cousins and let's beat the Giants. Let's, let's send the message there to the NFC. Hey, these guys are five and six, or I'm sorry, six win teams, six and seven win plus teams. Let's send the message there. Fuck Green Bay. Let them get their dub. Fuck them. They're not, they're, they're not on the radar because in the playoffs, we're going to beat them to smithereens. I don't give a fuck what Aaron Rodgers thinks he's going to do. Fuck them. The Vikings and the Giants are an issue. Beat them to a smithereens. Send the message to the NFC. We're here to play because we still have a lick to get back on the Eagles. Who are the team to be in the NFC, if we're going to be realistic? Uh, yeah, and it's 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 unfortunate that uh, that you had to bring up our our recent history on Thanksgiving, uh, TP. As unfortunately as we all know, uh, we haven't won a game on Thanksgiving since the 2018 season. That was actually the last peaceful Thanksgiving meal I got to have with my family as they all are Redskins, Commanders, uh, fo- the, the football team, whatever you guys want to be called at this point in time. Um, you know, I have to sit and have a meal with those type of people, unfortunately. And, you know, I haven't had a decent meal, like I said, since then. So I think it's about time uh, that God gives us a, a decent meal again. So I think we're going to eat up. I think we're going to feast up. And Dax, I, I believe he's like nine and two against those giants, those G-men. So, you know, I think he's looking to Im- improve that record. Um, unfortunately, overall, he's one and three against the Packers and, and one and one against the Vikings. So, TP, I, I don't want to agree with you, but I got to agree with you. If we are to drop a game, it might be this one after the bye. But I got some stats for everybody this Sunday that would suggest otherwise. But speaking of stats, speaking of football, we're here for Thursday night, fellas. Let's get right into it, man. I mean, we got the four and five Falcons who who should be leading, but the Bucks found a way to win against the two and seven Panthers. I mean, this is this is going to be a very interesting matchup, and I believe revenge is on the mind few of those Panthers players, if I'm not mistaken, like P.J. Walker and D.J. Moore, for instance, and, and maybe even that kicker. Hmm. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. Since 2019, though, these teams, they, they, they were splitting their season series. They were getting it done. But things, man, things might look different. This might be the time where the Falcons, they, they, they sweep them again. We haven't seen one of these sweeps since 2018 where, they, where the Falcons ended up getting to sweep them twice. So that'll be very interesting. But Marcus Mariota, man, he's two and four straight up 
and two and four against the spread, I'm sorry, on Thursday night football. So that's not looking good for the Falcons. But you know what is looking good for the Falcons? Let me tell you all something. The Falcons, man, they are 10 and four against the spread in their last 14 matchups against the Panthers. They are eight and two straight up in their last 10 games against them. But unfortunately, they are one and five straight up in their last five road games. Uh, I mean, that's not good on the road, but we can, we'll see what happens here. PP, how about you roll me in with some stats? Well, we all know that the NFC South is always, is always, always going to be my favorite division to talk about, right? I mean, like, what's, what's more important to the NFL than talking about teams that are under 500 and winning their division, correct? Nothing better. We have P.J. Tucker versus Mary, uh, Marcus Mariota. P.J. Walker. P.J. I'm sorry, P.J. Walker. I said P.J. Tucker. I'm thinking basketball. I'm sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. P.J. Walker versus Marcus <laughs> Mariota. But <clears throat> realistically, I do think that we might be at the end of P.J. Walker's tenure here in Carolina. Um, the way he played against Car- um, Cincinnati last week, um, the first half, he had what? Two interceptions, no points. Cincinnati threw up five, uh, threw up 35 points. Uh, Joe Mixon ended up with five total touchdowns. Um, Baker Mayfield actually ended up with three touchdowns, but he's actually not getting the call to be the starter for this week. We have PJ Walker still being the starter. Um, the Falcons, they're also coming off a heartbreaking loss against the Chargers 20 to 17. But I do think this Falcons team is is better equipped to deal with that kind of loss versus Carolina coming off a loss where there is a little bit of, you know, QB turmoil. We don't know what's going on. Baker Mayfield was supposed to be the guy. He laid a couple eggs. Now we have P.J. Walker, and he laid an egg last week. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to lay an egg this week, but I do feel like – Atlanta is going to put it together. Um, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, you know, Marcus Mariota. He, 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 I don't think they're going to have a bad week against a team who is giving up 25.3 points per game, which is ranked 29th in the NFL. So I personally like Atlanta this week. Um, I feel bad for PJ Walker because he, he he's played he played well, you know, barring um an area penalty with DJ Moore, we're we're having a different conversation, right? So I don't know. If if I have it my way, I do think Carolina wins this game because I, I want PJ Walker to perform, but I do think I do think that Marcus Mariota in Atlanta gets this dub, and I think it's the end of PJ Walker's tenure here. And Baker Mayfield ends up starting for this Carolina team in the second half. And It'll be it'll be a very interesting matchup. They got the uh, the spread currently set at minus three for the Falcons, and I believe the over and under is set at forty two and a half right now. Do you 
Do you, uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I just refreshed FanDuel when they updated it. It's now currently sitting at minus two and a half. I was Atlanta. just about to say that. I was just about to say that. When and we got on the I, call, yeah, I just, it was at three. I, it was at three. Yeah, I just looked up. When we started the call and I just refreshed and looked over, I had to correct myself, guys. So we're now sitting at minus two and a half. So, you know, for our purposes, this is our spread that we're going to lock in for this podcast is two and a half, guys. So, with that being said, TP, do you already have a pick, or do we need to hear more more from Trev before you're you're ready to solidify? No, no, I, I'm I'm going with the Falcons here. Um, now I will say this, I will say this. I'm 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 picking the Falcons to win this game, right? However, if Carolina makes the switch, if like so, if if PJ Walker has a horrible first half, right? and they switch to Baker Mayfield in the second half, the Carolina Panthers are going to win this game. So I know live betters, they get very active, and they, you know, they do their thing. Like, FanDuel, I'm waiting for Malin to open it up because I'm going to be very active now, very locked in. So I know you can make your bets in the second half of the games. If they switch to Baker Mayfield in the second half, Carolina is going to cover, and Carolina might win this game. However, if there's no switch, I'm picking Atlanta to win it, and they're going to cover the spread 1,000%. All right. Well, uh, Trev, with that said, we got this minus two-and-a-half spread now. We still got the over and under at 42-and-a-half. You got any props, though, uh, in your bag for us for this game? Any fantasy work that we need to put in? We get into the nitty-gritty in the fantasy. We, you know, we, we over a little halfway point. We need some, we need some help. Try and get the playoffs. I like Patterson, Cordero Patterson. Got two touchdowns on Sunday against the LA Chargers. And he looked like a grown man handling grown man business out there. Hit the hit stick on dude uh, before he went to the end zone. This is a guy coming off of IR for the past four weeks. Pretty impressive just to kind of see that aggressiveness, see all that power. Yes, as you both said, they lost that game. But for the purposes of this game, I really lean the Panthers plus the, I guess, two and a half now. <laughs> watch it. Watch they watch the, what happens. They might lose by three points. That's just how these things work. I'm going to say plus three because if it were me, I would probably just get the uh, – I'd, I'd, I'd lay more points with them. I'd just change the line. But I know it's not much, but it's a little bit reverse line movement here. You've got Atlanta that opened up as a three-point favorite on the road. I don't like Atlanta when they're laying points. I really don't, um, especially on the road. I don't care how, you know, good they played or, you know, how they cover the spread. They've been covering the spread as, like, huge dogs for the most part. And the week where – I think the only week where they were huge dogs and they did not cover was when they played Cincinnati a few weeks ago. I think they were six-and-a-half-point dogs, and Cincinnati just dogged them. <laughs> so – I mean, I think that has a lot to do with Cincinnati just really, you know, getting better. Saw what they did this past uh, weekend, I think five touchdowns from their running back against um, – who did they play? Cincinnati. Who was that they, they did that to? I don't even know. I, I really cannot recall right now. But I'll say this. The Carolina Panthers are just a really interesting team. I do think there's potential to make a switch at quarterback, um, especially by the halfway point of the game. Um, you know, you've got Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold is still there. I don't know his exact health status, but I do think a switch is coming. People might say Mayfield did really well, but he was in mop-up duty. The, they were not preparing for him necessarily versus P.J. Walker. So 
I got to go with Carolina here. I mean, it's the spot that everyone thinks the Falcons are easy. And I like the stuff that seems easy because a lot of times it will just go the other way. Um, yeah, even even in the most recent game with the Chargers, a lot of people thought the Chargers would uh, – well, they thought Atlanta was going to win that game straight up, just the way that game was going. Chargers came back into it, and then Atlanta ended up covering the original spread. But I, I can't go anywhere else but Carolina here. I mean, it just seems like the contrarian play. People are going to be on the Falcons. They think it's easy. They see Carolina as a tanking team. They probably will lose this game, but I do think it'll be in close fashion. Like, just a close game, because why not? You know, it's the NFL. Why not? It's Thursday Night Football. So, that's what I got. Uh, so, TP is taking the Falcons, and Trev is is not taking the Panthers. Uh, let's see. Where do I lie? What tie do I break? Or do I think this game will just end in a tie? Well, you know what, man? P.J. Walker, man. Last time he played this team, he should have won. He should have. And and at home, Atlanta hasn't played good on the road this season. They're one and three. And I know the Panthers aren't having – all their wins, by the way, this season have come at home. And I think they'll get another one this week. So I will stick with you and ride with you, Trev, and take that plus two and a half. Revenge is on the mind. I heard that. <laughs> I don't think TP liked that too much. He I said don't it, think it's me. It's me. It's me. He said it's me against the world. So <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's okay. I like it when we have know, different opinions. Well, you know what, Trev? He might. He he might be right, and he. You know, he he could start Sunday and talk about how ha ha. I got you both, but you know. We'll have to wait a little bit, and we'll find out. And, you know, until then, you know, we'll all be back. We'll get – you know, this Sunday, man, we get to talk about our first ever Germany game, fellas. That's going to be amazing. Can't wait to get into that one. But it's not the same Brady we're getting, and it's not Russell Wilson on the Seahawks we're getting either. So that will be very interesting. Uh, we also got the Vikings and the Bills, man. That matchup, I cannot believe it is at 1 p.m., I'll tell you this, though, my eyes will be glued at 1 p.m. for that screen because that game will be amazing. And, of course, you know, at 4 o'clock, you already know what game I'm glued into. Yes, sir. Dallas. Dallas. Let's get it. We going, when I say earlier, pack, pack, pack them up. Yes, sir. And then, you know, we'll get into some Sunday, Monday night football for y'all. Chargers and 49ers, Commanders and Eagles. And maybe TP will get a will get us a real nice uh, playmaker of the week, or maybe hey Trev, maybe we'll have a moment of silence for him this week for that for those for those faulty picks he keeps giving us. But you know what? Until then, this is El Jefe. I love all y'all. Y'all be safe. Enjoy. I'm out. Hey, don't 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 let that man talk. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. That's what it is. I'm gonna let it slide for right now. Um, it's TP. Make sure to check out um, Chet Baker. Chet Baker Jazz. It's a holiday season. Get into it. Vince Girardi. You know what I'm saying? I'm skating in New York. TP is out of here. All right, everyone. We reached the end of our show. 
This was the Thursday edition of Triple Battle Podcast. Join us again this Sunday for the next episode where we will be capping the entire NFL slate from Germany all the way to Monday Night Football. So uh, come check us out on the next episode uh, coming up this Sunday. Uh, This is Trav, your co-host, and thanks again for uh, listening to another episode of Triple Babble Podcast. And we are out.